0: Hello guys and welcome to Behind the Bunker. My name is Todd Ansich. Thank you very much for joining us. It is episode 545 here, podcast 424. We are live from our Kossuth Road studio. Is it?
1: Is I it think really?
0: Worksooth. Yep. We're. Okay. Very depends good. How, no, depends d- on how you depends. pronounce it.
2: <laughs> we'll move
3: there later, <laughs> yeah. not right
2: now. Well, it was we, we've been saying Casuith. Have we? Okay, yeah, you're You've right. We've been
3: saying we've Kossuth, been... but I've been saying Casuith. It's
2: Hungarian royalty, actually.
0: Yeah, that's true. The
3: Kasuthians.
0: That's true. Um, So, yeah, thank you guys for joining us with uh, me. As always, I have Gavin Sharma.
3: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome on this cold Monday evening. I sincerely appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, It is behind the bunker, so make sure you hit that like and share or tag a friend or two uh, because it is a train wreck that you can't wait to see. And so make sure you bring some company along with you as well. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. And Joe Kimson from Flag Paintball.
2: And greetings and thanks for tuning in to Beautiful Behind the Bunker. It is Monday night. It is garbage night in Canada. It's also the Olympics. They are on for anyone that is Olympically inclined. And it is also Behind the Bunker. We will do our best to give you a rip, roaring, good show. Rip, roaring, good says. show. Yep, top mm. a top notch
0: show. We had a special guest last week. We had uh, Josh Silverman uh, from Belkin. If you guys uh, missed that, you guys should go back and have a listen or download that one. That was pretty good. Um, this week, we don't have a special guest, but I do have a special guest to tease. Um, we're Because of the time difference, we're pushing it back. But in March, we'll have someone on the... on the. Uh, I just confirmed this week that I've been wanting to have on the show for years. So, yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, make that happen. So, and if there's anyone that you think... I mean, we're not really doing a lot of interview style shows anymore, but if there's someone that you think that we should really have on the show. Uh, post up in the live comments or send us a message. Uh, be curious to see what you guys uh, what you guys think about that. And we are live right now on Facebook and on YouTube. We have both of your chats uh, lined up, so we're going to be watching you. And uh, nice to see all you guys here. Mike Thompson is wishing everybody a happy garbage night.
3: Hooray!
1: Hey.
0: Nice to see uh, Marcello Paintball Gun Tech Costa in the live chat. Andrew Woodward or
2: Woodyard, sorry. Kenny. Kenny Stewart. Kenny Stewart. Hello from the General Paintball Museum. Hmm. Kenny, why don't you send us a little bit of information um, Kenny. about Kenny. The, the General Paintball Museum, and we, we could talk about it. And Roger Weber, Weber and George. Hey, or good evening from Paintball Extravaganza. Extravaganza. We, we wish we were there. Sadly. Yeah. But right we now we'd be, be
0: having a conversation about uh, what time we're being picked up to go to the airport, what time our limo arrives.
3: I would be christening the uh, hotel room bathroom at this point.
0: <laughs> well, just so that you guys know. The bubble factory? The bubble Had factory. we have gone to Paintball Extravaganza, I had a limo lined up and I had funeral sandwiches ordered. No! Yeah. Was there so, smoked salmon? Uh, no, because you were going to be on a plane. I didn't want you... You know how it Messes with your tummy, Gavin.
3: And was there dill on the egg salad?
0: Uh, no, I wanted regular sandwiches, not hoity-toity.
2: <laughs>
3: Roger, at least say the crossword. And, and, up, and at least. Roger
2: didn't know, but he was volunteering to drive us to that army surplus store that Gavin and I wanted to go to. Nice. Oh, oh next, nice year, my next friend. year,
0: next year, next uh, year. Nice to see uh, Jennifer Montresser in the live chat as well. Greetings. Um, just before we get into uh, the show tonight, uh, I want to remind you guys that tonight's show is brought to you in part by Manscaped, not Manscaped, Manscaped.com. Uh, they have the new Performance 4.0 package available now, as well as the Weed Whacker. Um, head on over to Manscaped.com and put BTB20 and get 20% off all of your purchases. Nice. But more about them later on in the program. Tonight, we're going to be talking about what will the future of paintball look like, and um, I gave it some thought over the last couple days and you guys put some really good comments up on Instagram and Facebook and we'll get to your uh, comments a little bit later on. As we said, Paintball Extravaganza, guys, is happening starting tomorrow the show opens. Uh, Head on over and follow Paintball-Extravaganza on Facebook and uh, see all the latest and greatest. That's happening there. Um, Josh is not here right now. We expect him shortly but uh, Ruthless says the wait is over. The... Uh, Tiger Strike bags are in, so good. Hopefully, those of you that ordered will see them shortly. Um, my heart sunk this week. my My team has always been uh, Edmonton Impact, and they officially lost one of my favorite players, Justin Rabikoff, to the Latin Saints.
3: Some big moves, huge moves. That's cartel this week. money with the Latin Saints. <laughs> <laughs> they are buying um, up everything and everyone.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean. Now they've got they've got uh, Rabakov, That team. I mean, they already had great players, but that just rounded it out. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty spectacular. By the way, hi uh, Brent Davis from from Arabs. We'll be talking about Arabs in just a moment as well. Um, but just on the heels of um, another sport that's having a big event this weekend, uh, the Latin Saint picked up another player. Did you guys see this? Tom Brady. <laughs> made Good <the> move. move. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, he still has a football in his hand, and he's wearing the wrong outfit. But
2: saw this online, and I thought it was
0: worth a share. So whoever did these, I appreciate it.
2: A- Andrew Dum- Dumoulin, owner, owns an oil company in Texas and the Scrap Metal Company in Mexico. Yeah. yep.
0: And he also plays. He's been playing since 19... Diggity-three? Mm, don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was like 93, he said. Okay. Um, tournament paintball is his passion, and he's not just going to be the owner he's going to be a player um and he has uh a coach that he's going to listen to that's going to run the team for him as well so uh be interesting to see how um
3: how, how that plays out? It's not going to be interesting at all, my friend. Why? Uh, I'm just saying. Right now, pick up a Latin Saints uh, jersey so you could sport that around and say you're not a bandwagon fan. <laughs> they are. They are taking it. They are taking it. They, I think you, so. You I, I think on.
0: they might have a rough first couple events.
3: I think they will be seamless the entire season. I
0: think they'll. I think they'll need a couple events to get into it. By by the end of the year, I think they'll be untouchable. Speaking
2: um, of seamless. Brent Davis told me that he's now making bunkers that are seamless. They're one-piece inflatables using special hydro technology.
3: Did you dream that? I or just made it up because <laughs> you said seamless. Okay. Doesn't it
2: sound? Todd just, ooh,
0: so, I didn't
3: hear that. Latin are going to have some thick welded seams. I'm yeah. telling you that.
0: So there you go. So not only did they pick up Tom Brady, but they picked up the perfect front man. Any guesses? George? Hay? No. Oh, damn. John uh, Rambo. John Rambo, very nice. <laughs> I love it. And, of course, John Rambo is just in the shower right now. Um, and then to finish off their roster, they added Chuck Norris. Well, I'm not sure to. what
2: he's going to do for them, but... Uh, he's going to be in charge of the kicks and wearing the special pants that have gusseted crotches. He's the unkillable. <laughs> no unkillable. one's going to be able to shoot him.
0: So Every congratulations point. to the Latin Saints. I don't know where they have room on their roster for all of these, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Congratulations to Lone Wolf Paintball becoming a platinum platinum sponsor of the NXL. Good on them. And speaking of our friend Brent Davis, he posted this just the other day. We have one of these in our studio and they are fantastic. If you guys would like uh, an air ups field map with all the bunkers, all the new bunkers, everything ready to go.
3: It's a game, baby.
0: Yeah, hit them up. You can see right here on our our lovely table. Um, Actually, I should get my sheet off of here. But yeah, there you go. And this is 2018 oh, layout, sheet. I believe.
3: Oh, we need upgrades. Yeah, we, we need do. the upgrades.
2: How are we going to play?
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can How can, you... I can I be Latin
0: saints oh, to dominate? I was cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Exalt. I don't know if you guys saw this. This was on their, uh, oh, uh, yeah, on their stories. This is, what movie is it? Jedi?
1: I don't know. Mm. Something Star Wars. Uh,
0: here it is. Uh, newest episode of the Book of Boba Fett. I apologize. I'm not a Star Wars, uh, Star Wars guy. But there you go. It's so you not can your see, genre. you can see the gloves from Empire, the hard sha- or the uh, Exalt. from Exalt, the hard, hard shell gloves. And this was all their, their post right after it, as seen on TV. <laughs> Wonderful marketing. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, Book of bull Fett. Yeah. And speaking of Exalt, let's go through a couple of their new offerings. The new Speedster feed, Fast Feed. So not, not only is it a speed loader, but it's also a lid. So if you want to get access right in there, you can also pop that open. I like that. Um, we've shown you this before, but worth it again. The feed neck thumb screws are now available. And um, yeah. Oh, also the Kill Switch trigger available. So head on over to your local retail store and demand it. Um. George Hay hey. was in hey. Canada last week, and he was doing some ice skating in Toronto. What
1: do you
0: think of those? <laughs> Every week, there's a George Hay sighting. Well, there has to be. There has to be, and good for him for picking up another winter sport.
3: Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate the you know the throw uh, the the callback because we are in the Winter Olympics right now. So I'm hoping to see George Hay pirouette yeah. on the ice with his uh, his partner Roger Weber. Yeah, he's uh, in 2026 Winter Olympics.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if that's actually (laughs) the Olympic date, but there you go. It
2: would be 2026 because it's 2022 four more years is.
0: So Brent Davis is actually at Paintball Extravaganza right now um, and he's setting up. Uh, So there you go. He has his new shapes. Uh, Oh, he's setting up with some new shapes to show Neat. I'll see if I can put those up. So great. Congratulations for being at Extravaganza. Hopefully uh, that goes well for you. And for those of you that were uh, hoping that we would be at Extravaganza, all one of you, uh, sorry, we can't make it our, with the with what's with happening with all of our closures in COVID in our area. It's still pretty nasty. So we are unable to attend, unfortunately. Something you, we've you, been
3: planning for all year. This in, was indeed, our get yeah. out of COVID first trip. So, yeah, it was two years. So we did the virtual one, uh, which is not the same experience, but, you, you know, it, it, it did the trick uh, while we couldn't have an extravaganza. It's going on right now. So, well, you know, I'm a little sad right now. Yeah. Uh, we'd all be there. We'd all be enjoying the live Asians. We'd all be shaking hands with the vendors. Uh, so I hope to see a lot of photos and get some coverage from there from uh, from our friends who are present because uh, it'll yeah. fill the gap until next year. Yeah,
2: fill the gap or fill the gap.
0: Um, fill the gap. Mike Thompson wants to know, George. Hey, did you land a quad during competition with those <laughs> Phoenix? Phoenix uh, uh, in the chat uh, was thanking us for showing her. Uh, stolen gear last week she sent out some flyers if you hear anything let us know we're curious to see how that uh how that finishes out um and good luck to to finding all that stuff absolutely um tonight we are talking about uh what do you think the future of paintball is going to look like we just celebrated or we're celebrating our 40 years what's it going to look like in 40 more years and uh Uh, I ain't playing. Some pretty good comments. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Some pretty good comments we saw online, and we'll get to those shortly. And we're going to watch you guys uh, when we get to the topic uh, a little bit later on in the show. We also have a vault, which we didn't get to last week. We're going to play tonight. Uh, Paintball around the world, we have the mail time to get to, and maybe Price is Right if there is. Um, And for those of you that are paying attention at home, George Hay landed the the quadruple or the quad two times. What about the triple nuts? Yeah. what did you call him? Did you hear what he called you, George? I know, what a guy. You triple Lutz. <laughs> All I th- right. I think
3: that's a real move.
1: I think so. <laughs> Okay.
0: Yeah, same with stop short. Listen, what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys uh, Joe's from the vault segment uh, where he goes back in time to bring out something from paintball history and show it to you guys. And when we get back, we'll get uh, into some mail time questions.
2: Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggators Paintball here with another segment from the vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball. And I show you something that's pretty old maybe retro maybe you've never seen before today we are going to look at some uh, sort of first-generation second-generation flagrater patches these ones you can tell they're reasonably old because they are done in ACU camouflage pattern um, sort of has the flagrater logo in a sort of crude form if you will Um, There's no Velcro on the back because at the time Velcro really had just come into being a thing. Most patches up until that point were sewn on. These predate PVC or rubber patches with Velcro on the back that are common now um, that people give away for swag or even use. We also have some Task Force Raider patches. These two are done in ACU and apparently I was hoarding these because I have a fair number of them. Again, these have no Velcro on the back. They're kind of a unique, a unique patch. Um, Anyway, I just thought I would share these sort of older patches that I have in the vault or around the vault, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Bunker. Pew,
1: pew. Do you come here often? Girl. Girl! Uh, Okay. Lost your smooth? Get it back. Thank you, my friend. Keep it.
2: Did you just shave your balls and be whole? Isn't it time you got your smooth back? Get the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped.
3: It's mail time, folks. It's time sack where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you have sent in. So, I before I get into my sack and dig around a bit, I did want to give a shout out to Wolf, who had the comment of the evening so far. He said uh, George Hay is the uh, Elvis Stoiko of uh, is it the paintball world. I don't know what the comment was. I have to go back up. But pulling out the uh, the callback for Elvis Stoiko. Good for you, my friend. Yeah. You do follow figure skating. Do you remember when? Right?
0: Do you remember when Wolf had a re- uh, restraining order from Elvis Stoico? Because he would follow him around. and
3: <laughs> Then he, yeah.
2: he he kept trying to take him to Swiss chalet for dinner.
3: <laughs> but Wolf thought he was actually Elvis Presley. He didn't know who Elvis Stoico was. <laughs> oh, that's so... true. That's true.
0: Um, hey, Wolf, we've got our Zoom loaded up. One of these nights we should have you just give a quick call in and get you on for a few minutes just to chat about where you are, where you're going to be this year. and
3: Just a few minutes. That's all we can tolerate him. Well, three he I, hopes I can he, book him in three minutes. He Perfect. hopes he'll be at Flag Raiders. Clear, that's right. hey, clear Wolf,
0: about four minutes, Wolf, in case we run long. But
2: that's... hey, Wolf, thanks again for that uh, shout out you did, and you know the numbers you did you did beat beat the carpet and beat the horse, and we did get a bunch more a bunch more uh, petition signings. Thanks, thank you so much. Good old carpet. Much beaten. appreciate it. And by the way,
0: Wolf, uh, Elvis Stoiko didn't dress you in sequence. You wanted to be in sequence. Come on. <laughs> You know how flattering that is to your physique? I wish I had skills
3: to Photoshop right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a stoico with, with, with Wolf's face on it. That's great. Right. All right. This is mail time, not bashing Wolf. All right. right, uh, first Wolf question. enjoys it. It's always Wolf bashing time. <laughs> first question comes from Ryan McGee. He wants to know, what is the most genius prop, costume, or object you guys have ever seen in person bring to the paintball field or an event? All right. Wow, that's so- a great question costumes or props i'll
0: start off with a prop um we had uh, shoreline come over from the uk and they made um two two things i thought was great they had uh illuminated uh, wi-fi powered or wi-fi driven um led strips so instead of hanging a flag or pulling a flag yes sir you would go and you'd hit a toggle switch and would flip from red to blue and then apparently it Transmitted to HQ, and they would keep track, so they would know how long it was blue for, and how many times it was blue, vice versa. And then, I, and then, I know it's not a spectacular prop, but it was the scenario of of having a um, they had a remote Wi-Fi camera on the field, um, and you you were given you had a battle for an iPad. When you got the iPad, you had to follow the Wi-Fi strength signal to find out where this camera was to be able to. I, I can't remember the whole thing of it, but I thought that was. That was kind of neat, but costume Joe, I'll let you do that because I, I you were in charge of
2: most of the costume.
0: I, I he think was the
3: costume department. I yeah. was the costume.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sequins weren't it. Um, I, I think the best the best costume I mean, we ran a Phoenix project. Um, which one? I'm not sure what one it was. Um, you opera, <laughs> Operation Enduring Freedom. And Gavin's going to have the similar answer. But there was a guy dressed up um, from the opposing force. And he had on his traditional opposing force outfit. <laughs> and, Look at Mister PC. Here. And then, and he had, but he had a horse on the front that he was, he was a horseback um, mounted. Opposing force. Here's a ho- You know what? Yeah. This is enough of this. He was he was dressed up as a Taliban on a horse. Thank you. And it was pretty amazing. The it was, word of,
0: the word opposing was getting me triggered. Sorry.
2: Opposing force on a yeah. Taliban. Remember that guy? That was
0: such a great. So call. That, that
3: was my yeah. answer too, as well as Todd. So you know you've stolen both get my your own, Get your own. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do. I do have to say, back in the day, those were a days. What about Aztec? Azte- Aztec stuff. Aztec was a good, good costume yeah, you know, as a like a, a standalone player, but. Yeah. Uh, um, we yeah no. We used I love like theme Absolutely. oriented costumes. I'm, I'm trying here, guys. I'm no, trying. none of us are. We
2: just keep cutting
0: you okay. off. <laughs> no, but
3: uh, yeah, so for those who don't, are not aware, uh, in Canada, Phoenix Project was one of the first scenario games ever, uh, and there was always a theme based, and there was always the good guys versus the bad guys, and the bad guys had the most elaborate costumes, and they uh, based on the theme, and it was great. And this is before there was a lot of organized teams who wore jerseys to come out and play, uh, so people spent a lot of time sourcing costumes at thrift shops or making their own Uh, and I I think it really added to the the feel of the game, the authenticity of it uh, and overall fun when people spend hours or weeks uh, creating costumes and then put it on display because there was also Best Costume uh, Awards and prizes as well. Uh, so it really added to the authenticity and the fun of the game, the spirit of the game. Yeah. Uh, so when p- people hung up their jerseys or whatever team they played for and they just sort of got into the role, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah.
2: I-, I think when we'll revert back. The Fe- You'll see the Phoenix Project rise out of the ashes as the proverbial Phoenix Life. does. But also, uh, to what, Gav- what Gavin said... Um, Also, our Red Dawn games, a lot of guys wear white camouflage or white or they do their best to create sort of Russian type camouflage and winter camouflage. So our white games are not necessarily colorful. They're more black and white. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of costumes that are Red Dawn games. So, 241 Tactical
3: has also reintroduced and limited runs uh, the 1984 Red Dawn movie, Camouflage. Uh, maybe can give a little bit of uh, info on why that pattern was created, Joseph.
2: Uh, that pattern was created originally for the first Red Dawn in 1986 or 1984 because Russia was still a communist country. And... Uh, the movie companies had no access to Russian camouflage because it was all, you know, communist bloc country. So they, in order to have the Russians invading Middle America, they had to create their own camouflage. And a company produced this camouflage called Russian Camouflage. And I have a, a couple sets of um, production overrun stuff that I wear once a year for Red Dawn. It's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I, I can tell you a scenario that I hated or a prop that I hated. What's that? We were... We brought all of our guys to another field's big game to help support them. And unfortunately, the teams were not, were fairly lopsided and we were doing very well. We kept whatever missions we were given, we were, we were, we were just, so the, the field owner or the wizard created a mission for us and we went to go get a big, and I'll keep the story super short, go get a big red crate of props and bring it back. Well, this big red crate was full of bricks. And it was like several hundred pounds. And it nice. took several of us to carry it. And we had to carry it across the steep ravine. And we got nothing for it. But whatever. We, we still Sword ran monsters, it. But that was it. yeah, it was horrible. Um, also, before we move on, I want to, um, I want to show you guys, sorry, um, this. This is Elvis Stoico, Wolf style.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Ask and ye shall
1: receive. Bob, Look at that. Thank you to Bob Spicer.
0: <laughs> I, know, I know Wolf doesn't watch every week, but we, we did announce we have a Photoshop <laughs> department now. And, oh, uh,
1: brilliant. Yeah.
0: We, we, we've got a guy on Fiverr right you, now. You'd
2: think he'd be happier. He's, his face looks so, so I solemn know. and so
3: serious. He like, just landed something good there. I know, a triple he, Lutz or no, something. No, but he, yeah, he's upset because he just saw George land the perfect triple Lutz. We're, we're wearing crops. You know. <laughs> but hold cro- on a
0: second. Who wore this outfit better, Wolf or Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry,
3: Wolf. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Before I go on to my next question. Or Urkel. I, <laughs> I, sorry. That being cruel. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Wolf. All right. Oh, before geez. I go on to my next question, I have yeah. to say uh, I'm truly sorry, Roger Weber, for your loss at Battle of Hoth. Um, it was a big game this weekend. Uh, he was commanding, and he. Lo- oh, wait! No, you won. Congratulations, sir! Yes. Dodged a bullet. Yeah, congratulations uh, on your win. And now, you know, you were on your way to, or you're at extravaganza. So know, what, a great, a, what a great, what It is a back-to-back win for you, my good man. Nice, and
0: we're not there. That's a triple threat.
3: That is a triple win for him. <sighs> so we can't see the triple luts <laughs> on dry land. <laughs>
2: George, I hope you got a receipt for our bottle of distilled water so you can return it because we're not coming. Yeah. Jeez, Roger, uh, George, on George usually picks us up a bottle, a gallon of distilled water so we can all run our CPAP machines. Yeah, so. Rick from
0: uh, the organizer of Extravaganza was actually thankful we didn't come because the uh, the hotel that Hyatt that they're at don't have the. Uh, the stove and dryer plugs in the room for all of the CPAPs.
2: (laughs) So we had to run a power bar across the road. It was nuclear power. Yeah.
0: Well, you know you're close to Gavin and Joe's room when you can hear the generator outside.
3: (laughs) And the hum underneath the door. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's jump to the next question. So, uh, that's an angry answer from Zuby, so I'll just move on from that. Uh, So James Denhart wants to know, what is your, in your opinion, the best site for a MAGFED? Halo, red dot, and X4 zooms. What are you putting that's on your mag fed pew pewers?
0: That's a good. That's a that's a joke question.
2: What kind? What What do you recommend for
0: scope? I, I would
2: say just a quick red. Uh, if you're just shooting round ball, I would say a red dot for quick target acquisition. And otherwise, if you're shooting, sadly shooting first strike, right, then maybe you want a, a a scope that has some zoom capability.
3: You have a little bit more uh, accuracy and less variance in uh, in the grouping. So. Yeah, you would invest in a, a little bit better scope.
0: Wolf is in the live chat. Wolf, what do you use? What kind of, what uh, what time zoom are you using? Usually two or four, right? Makes sense. Anything more than that, I think you're, unless you're shooting for strikes. It's yeah, just but you said. want to yeah. see the
2: person's hairy knuckles when you're shooting mm. them.
0: I like the look of a holographic sight, but I don't know that they would hold up well to a paintball shot, but.
2: No, they would get eliminated.
3: Yeah, yeah. And nobody said the high-vis, which is not a sight, but it's more I, of a... Uh, I was going to say it's More too. of a gimmick? It was, yeah. Oh, it's not really a gimmick. No,
0: it, 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 I, at least I, you let
3: know lets you know where your barrel is pointing. What a gimmick is, is the high-vis sight that Die
0: came out with, the eyes-on sight. The eyes-on, yeah. The light ah. had to hit the perfect re, refractionary point on it for it to work, where the eyes-on, had it was a little more forgiving. Like, you didn't have to be perfectly lined up for you to actually see it, um, but to find the sight... Uh, the red dot, and an eyes on. You had to be perfectly lined up.
3: Okay. Um, So it was a a little more work. And Mr. Wizard, uh, who used to play paintball and a fan of the show, sent me a a a package of those, and I appreciated that. So if anybody sees them around anymore, let us know uh, how you can get a hold of them. I know the shotgun sights, which are magnetic, but uh, this one clipped onto your uh, 68-calibre barrel, and I really appreciated that. Uh,
0: Wolf in the chat says, Karma Tech Supremacy Scope is the second best one that exists in paintball. So check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Mullen says crossbow scope seems seems like it could work. Okay, yeah, true. Um, yeah,
2: I yeah. Oh, sorry that that picture came from Eric Engler, not Bob Spicer. Did we say that? You did.
3: Uh, yes. Yep. No, oh. we didn't say it was. Uh, we didn't give credit to uh, Engler.
2: I thought it. Was, it and I'm looking at my phone. It came.
3: Oh, it came yeah. from Eric
0: Engler. Yes, I'm so sorry. Uh, Bob Eric. Spicer, you're dead to us. He's just just sitting in his hot tub, manscaping, (laughs) like taking credit for this. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I wanted uh, Bob Spicer. Actually, no, he's not at home. Is he still away? He's he's somewhere in a mysterious location. Still Mexico? undisclosed location. (laughs) Sorry, Eric Engler. I'm so bad. I I thought it was. I was giving credit to the wrong person. You can't
3: Photoshop in a hot tub. You know it couldn't have been him. Yes, absolutely. Um... Alright, it's K Dog. Uh, his question wants to know is what is, your, what is your opinion on the best starter speedball setup? That's a tough one. That's a it I,
0: I, I saw that one come in today. I don't know if that's a beginner setup or if that's like a pro setup. Does it really matter though? Well, budget wise, the thing is a pro setup, what a pro would be shooting right now is awesome, but only a don't take this the wrong way, but only a pro would really appreciate it. Like a guy who's starting out or maybe the first, first or second year into playing his accuracy. He hasn't, you know what I mean? Like uh, you can get away with something a little bit more forgiving in some of the, in some of the lower divisions, some of the beginner divisions. Once you start appreciating and once you start getting up in divisions, then you'll notice all of that. I feel you
3: miss a part starter. Speedball yeah. question. Yeah. So, yeah. if I'm just getting into it and I want to dabble in the tournament scene, what would you recommend jumping into right now? That's a good question.
0: Etha. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. I, I, I know it's old hat, but an axe. Uh, just because we've all had really good luck with our axes, I know it's an older gun. I I, I know they're, you know, it, it is what it is. But an Etha two, a 170R. It says Dannon, but it might be a little pricier.
2: What but a one seventy
0: R is fantastic.
2: We when we spoke to Simon at um, World Cup, he showed us his um, EMAC, and it was pretty he solid. Liked, he was he impressed liked with E-Mac, it. But on, yep. then, but I think an Ether, if you want something electronic to be, you know, competitive oh. and have the ramping cable, ramp, it. ramp it. You know what you do?
0: You if you're a beginner, buy a two or a three year old marker. Because it would have it, it would no longer have the value of a new marker. But it's very similar in technology, and you'd still love it. It would be a great
2: and the the company that has the best support for and lots of parts available and techs on site is Planet Eclipse. So if you're if you're going to amen brother, if there you're we go-, go. If you're going to you know keep the used market going, I would buy Planet Eclipse because you know that it will be serviceable. And unique to them is they they will check all serial numbers to make sure the, the the marker is not been been offloaded to somebody and it's repair record. I would say if you're looking to buy used by buy a planet eclipse but you know they're they're also also their support network yeah. is second to none as well.
3: LEDs is upset right now. We're pushing used <laughs> I know <TV laughs> markers versus keeping yeah. him employed. Um,
0: but it's allowing those people to sell their used to buy new Planet Eclipse again because that's what make the, sure you buy only Planet Eclipse parts. So Eric Engler says he loves two guns: his Etha Two and his cockers, his auto cockers.
2: Oh, yeah, good for I him. I would buy the 40th anniversary WGP <laughs> Tactical though if it was available yet, yeah, bud. Yeah, or in
3: back order. <laughs> okay. Yeah, along with your throat punch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Bobby Dow says always buy a cocker.
2: I think I think Eric Engler has a T-shirt that says that, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I guess a mag-fed gun is an EMF. You'd buy that, but although yeah. you can you can still you can still shoot a uh, uh, hoppers hopper balls from an EMF by p- changing can. the breach. So yeah. maybe you just buy that, then you're good for both genres. If you will. genre, yep. John Toddance, it's a genre hunter.
3: <laughs> all right, and we tease this a little earlier with all the moves. Uh, in Zane Dresden wants to know. Will there be a Latin Saint special edition gun from Planet? <laughs> but would it be a fully automatic machine gun
0: for Rambo? Or would it be... Just oh, the uh. fist of Chuck Norris? <laughs> Shoot little mini fists? <laughs> That's great. Well, I
3: think there'll be... Uh, I don't know if Planet Eclipse will do it, but I think there'll be a line of uh, uh, Latin Saint stuff. I think they're going to... Do- obviously, with the, the talent they have on their roster, they're going to dominate the series. Do you think they'll drive low riders? I think that with uh, hydraulics, it'll... Wait until you see do, do, their, their Doritos do, do, and bunkers going up do, do, and down do. like this.
1: Oh. Does Do they have a sponsor from any specific company yet?
3: I'm not sure why people aren't lining up with that roster. I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: Um, maybe they're going to start their own gun company yeah. and paint company. I, I don't know that. I don't think that the Latin Saints owner... Meant for it to snowball as big as it did. I think he still wanted to have a bunch of his Latin American uh, brethren to be on the team, but why would you say no to the people that it snowballed into? Exactly. Um, and I, and and part of me, part of me really wants them to do well because I I I feel that if I put a dream team together, these are the people that I would be choosing. However, part of me also wants them to have, as I said before, not a rough <coughs> go, but like a. Like a strong first first event, and then slowly build up because you're putting all these guys that have never played together. on a same team together. You know, you're putting them kind of on an all star team. They need a little while to gel, but I think once they do, it's gonna. It's like Houston Heat. Houston Heat put together a hell of a roster. You know, not unlike what last Saints did, and it took them a couple events before they were, you know, solidified, and a couple of years before
1: they were really at the top of their game. So. I don't know. Didn't that also happen to uh, Excessive? Yes. Yes, that's true.
3: Everyone loves So shallow. our research department, Dustin Holtz, is not in studio right now, but he's still doing work behind the scenes. And he's let better us be. know. He let us know that <laughs> HK is a sponsor. So they would have a sponsor or a pilot okay.
2: sponsor. He okay. said, someone said HK, Planet Eclipse, and, oh, Planet Eclipse and HK Army. Andrew Dumoulin, Dumoulin. How do you say that?
1: I think you got it right with Dumoulin.
2: Dumoulin?
3: Yeah. Okay, so you guys think it's going to take some time to gel, uh, for them to gel and, and work out uh, where they fit in the roster and how they uh, how they play together. I am going the complete opposite. I think they're just going to smash faces from day one.
2: Yeah. I think Edmonton Imbeck's going to pick up Steven Seagal. But, okay, well, so, okay, <laughs> He's a little old. Speaking, speaking of other, still... other
3: teams, I mean, there's been some moves, less fanfare, but uh, what do you do as an organization if, you know, your cream of the crop, your killers have you been. Start picking up some younger.
0: Younger, that's a, younger D. That's D, a tough it rebuilding. It sure is. Yeah. Um, A-Rod is Latin, by the way, says Andrew. Yes. Yes. Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, uh, David Gamby also says that Nick Sloyak needs to join the Saints. Yes. Nico. But Nick Sloyak needs to be with um, the Ironmen. Ironmen need, like, they're losing players. Everyone's lost. Like, they need him to hold that team. Not together. But he's a solid player. It'd be a, it'd be a shame if uh, Ironman lost him. They've been doing well the last couple of years, so I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I and it, Ollie comes out of retirement, he's the last player I want to watch. I have I have no patience for his incense burning yoga meditation. That's because you're
3: damn close minded. Ah, okay, expand let, your ah, mind and your spirit. Your that
0: way. Yes. Sorry, not Ollie Lang, but isn't it like White Cloud? Ollie White Cloud, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cinnamon. Dust or something Cinnamon like that. Cinnamon stick. That's the
1: stage name. <laughs> <laughs> you you put it, b- ladies put tape. your hands together for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was my nickname in college. Cinnamon yeah. stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Can you explain why? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's move on.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, how about one more question before I wrap up my sack, because this is getting a little ridiculous. Uh, the next question and the last one for questions. this evening uh, comes to us from Todd Ansich. Uh, so he is a longtime watcher, first-time question asker, and he wants to know, how often should one be manscaping? Once a week? Month? A year? What is so your you're... What is your manscaping routine? So,
0: so I, I will further go on his question because he sounds like a handsome fellow so we all received manscape kits which are fantastic right you could and just ask us directly okay okay i'm just i'm giving <laughs> you it don't, don't have it. to so pretend this is a question when we did let's just say the world was breezier cooler smoother silkier right? is this your way to see my goods is that mm-hmm. what you're doing yeah, yeah we're gonna flop them out on the table <laughs> Not so chance. here's the thing I, I feel like I need another trim, but it's been a it's been a month. Could that be? A month. It's been a month. Yeah, it's been about a month. Month maybe in a bit. What do you how go for? Often, like full,
3: you, how often do you Do you go for full seventies afro before you trim again? Like
2: No I cut my soul patch weekly when I cut my hair. There you go.
3: <laughs>
2: what about your landing
3: strip? <laughs>
2: Is what I'm referring to. I'm not on the
3: Brazilian team. Yeah. You don't have to really test how sharp those blades are. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to man. put it to his test. Yeah. Um, Jennifer It's Mont- not necessarily
0: Manscaped
2: houses paintball. But
0: for a male dominated listening audience, unfortunately, this is something that, you know, the, I don't the, know. Plus, think of how much faster people can run.
3: <laughs> Silky smooth.
0: Silky smooth. Strides. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Run like um, the wind. David Gamby says
0: fourteen days, and I think, and I, I think it's it's like you have a shaving regimen of how often you shave. Joe says, shaves every day. I shave once every three or four days because I just I couldn't be bothered. So. I think you just I think you, you set a schedule for it. Maybe for me it's going to be 14 days. I think I'm desperate. Why not you put it in
2: your phone right now? Why just stop the show that oh, yeah. Todd you know sort what? out is hey, Siri. Gonna, yeah. Hey Alexa, hey, Siri. how often set a should... timer
0: for 14 days. Call it buzz buzz.
2: Alexa, remind Todd in 14 days to <laughs> manscape his business. There we, go. there we go. Let's move on. Da, da, all right.
3: All right. So if you have any questions, whether it's paintball related or manscaping related, uh, send it to the showbehindthebunker.com and we will talk about it here. Absolutely. Something else we should be talking to you guys about is
0: uh, Planet Eclipse. Did you know that every game, bunker or gunfight has a story? And now it is the time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product. Ah, yes. Planet Eclipse product. Uh, whether you are storming the beach or laning the snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. Planet Eclipse creators of happy endings
2: plumes puffs and clouds eg smokes gives you the cover color and contrast you need if you're taking pictures in the picture want to be out of the picture pull a pin on an eg product hide behind the smoke hashtag pop smoke
3: AirUps, inflatable is designed to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent Davis and his crew, nothing can beat AirUps. they are thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, and they have multiple color and print options
1: available. So don't let your game be deflated. Get AirUps.com. Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages, everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your order. EXALT.
3: Often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The EXALT brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament-ready, battle-proven, which is available worldwide. EXALT. DLX Technologies. Inspired by the best, DLX
0: has created the new benchmark in high-performance markers with the TM40. The evolution continues now with the
1: light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only available at DLX. Ah, from boondocks to boulevards, whether you're sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go, day or night. Use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off at Ride519.com. Not everything down under has a pouch, but every joey does need to be kept clean and tidy. Get
2: manscaped for your down under and have a good day, mate.
0: All right. Thank you to all of our awesome sponsors. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here either, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching us on Facebook, hit that like and share. If you're on YouTube, hit that like. Hey, even comment. We're trying to watch all of your comments tonight. Um, Much like Dwayne King says, uh, that stuff down
2: south grows faster. And both um, both Dwayne and Devin said that I triggered their various electronic components that are on their desktops. Nice. Um, da- David Gamby said, "When the f is Cambridge going to give you guys a go at it?" He wants, you know, why he Damn wants skippy. He wants that to happen so that we will be too busy to do behind the bunker. He can get on with the rest of his life. I spoke to someone the other day, today actually.
1: Now today. I'm thinking about
2: it, a gentleman. A gentleman.
0: He was asking about flag graders and I, I was explaining what was happening. And he says, really? He goes, you guys are close. I ex- so I explained. He goes, but you guys are like an institution. And I thought that we're just stuck in my head, institution. We've been around for so long that that's truly. Like one flew over, over the hook, one flew over
2: the cuckoo's nest? Yeah. No, like. You know, like Nurse Ratched? That kind of. news. Oh. Yeah.
0: No. I don't know, like, McDonald's would be an institution in the fast food
2: game. We, we you know have I mean? been around a while, but we'll, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
3: Giving many people their first, second, and multiple paintball experiences, for sure. That's true.
0: Um, questions? Are you done all yours? Can we move on anyways? I did.
3: Sa- uh, sack is all cinched up. Very
0: good. So tonight, guys, we're going to talk about uh, what do you guys think paintball is going to look like in the future? And we don't have to put a timeline on it. Just kind of looking, look, looking ahead and, uh, again... We're 40 years in. The first game of paintball wasn't even played, you know, a paintball wasn't even shot in the first game of paintball. It was was more of a survival game.
2: That's why they Um, called it that.
0: And they got the flags and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a far cry from what we see here today where people are volleying, you know, 500 rounds a day or a case of paint a day. You know, we don't have buzzers, we don't have flags, we don't have, uh, you know, they didn't have spectators. So paintball's really come a long way. But with technology you know in, in cell phones and GPS and all that sort of stuff your imagination can run wild. What do you guys think um, you know we're gonna see in the next the next 10, 20 years. Um, here's a couple uh, comments from Nebnell that are visual. maybe they'll get you started. Uh, the US Army sci-fi goggles, you know where they have heads up display we saw a brief stint of heads- up display uh, with Empire's HUD display. Uh, what goggle was it on yes e- 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 yes you. Um, you know maybe we'll see some something like that that shows where your teammates are uh, you know where you can see a virtual map of uh, where your opponents are where your teams are uh, you know more of a video game aspect of it but either way hopefully it remains a physical game
2: we we and we- done outside <laughs> We were experimenting the other day at the field, not the kind of experimenting you do in college, <laughs> uh, but we were experimenting because we all have a COVID vaccine shot. We were able to track ourselves with GPS around the, the map, so it was actually good for our teams. Nice. Just kidding. That's that's very similar to the um, to what we're what we're seeing there. And I, I think I think a player, if a player could have some sort of GPS unit on them during gameplay, you'd be able to see where they are on the, and then you would superimpose a drone shot over top and you'd be able to see where everybody is and where your opponents are. I think that'd be pretty spectacular. Gavin doesn't care.
3: I I care. I care about you and your opinions. I don't know why I ding that, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I clearly care about all of you. David Gamby says three things, but only one comes to mind that I like. He says lasers. (laughs)
3: Lasers. (laughs) Just like
0: lasers. Cameras and GPS. Yeah, Uh, I think... uh, yeah, I, I think I, I I do like the heads up display. I do like the the track the you know potential trackability of where your teammates
2: are. Someone just said, David said, look at Ronan. Where to go, Ronan Kinetic X Esports. He said, look at that. E-Sports
1: Apple tags. Yeah,
2: there you go. Dane and Hardy said, Apple tags sewn into your vest or or Velcroed on. That'd be cool. that's not a
3: bad idea. That's <laughs> a neat idea. Oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> Gavin and Joe money there. No,
2: that's kind of cool. How far do they work? That would work, wouldn't it?
3: Uh, so wait, Apple tags would be paired to your individual device. So, then so it- if we all s- switched tags and they had like a bunch of tags in your pocket, you'd be able to track. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Oh, I mean, that's wonder- kind of neat.
0: There's a, there's a technology that the um, motorcycle community uses called a Senna. Now, I know other people are, you know, People, pilots and stuff like that have uh, absorbed it. But what it does is it's a two-way communication. So it's Bluetooth hands-free. So you can have that in your goggle and you can talk to anyone that's in your mesh network. So let's say Joe's a mile away. He's on the other side of the field. Gavin's between us. Uh, it would work like a walkie-talkie. But with this mesh network, as long as I could reach Gavin, mm. Gavin Gavin would bring me to Joe so it would be seamless. So we could be all over the field, connected through this mesh network, and uh, all be chatting. And I, I think that would be really cool. Can you imagine, like, everybody on your team, you know, the, the only downside is they would have to perfect it so that, you know, you didn't hear the, huh, huh, you know, guy running up the hill and stuff. That, that's why I... Use
3: microphones, and, <laughs> yes, and communication devices. Yeah.
0: But I think that'd be pretty. I th- think that'd be good. And and uh, a lot of them have uh, noise cancellation as well. When you're on a motorcycle or a snowmobile, where you don't hear the outside noise, and you, it really makes that voice sound crisp. So if a guy is getting peppered, you can hear it in his voice. And... Now,
3: can you? Will it pick up the knuckle dragging? Oh, yeah. In addition not the, the mouth breathing? Not the mouth breathing, okay, just the just knuckle, knuckle dragon. dragon. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Tim Miller is uh, tuning in from Hunter Valley Paintball all the way in Australia. So if you guys are uh, so inclined or are not part of the world, check out Tim Miller at uh, Hunter Valley Paintball. I Good to some, see you, my friend. I checked go in, there next
1: week.
2: I checked in some Australians at Chicopee the other day, and I said, oh, I have a friend that runs a paintball field in Hunter Valley. And he said, oh, it's beautiful there. It's it's wine, it's wine of, country. It's yes. wine
3: country. It's kind of crazy. I just... I'll uh, so complain. So my sister's still visiting from... Uh, <laughs> From yes. the downland under. <laughs> it's all Karen's. Land, down, yeah. under. Uh, and mentioned, yeah, Hunter Valley is world famous for their for their wine. So I, I know that Tim hasn't sent us anything.
0: I was going to say, I've never had Hunter so, Valley wine. No, Tim or, hasn't invited us. I don't think we've lived until we've had Hunter Valley no, wine. So uh, I will not mention his name again until we get a bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, he could simply send a message, and we could give him a mailing address of where he could send that to. <laughs> That's right. Or, um, t- or
2: plane tickets. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Either or I want extra crispy plane <laughs> tickets. Uh, SB Life says uh, in uh, future of paintball there should be tasty popcorn and an automated Caesar bar.
3: Oh, you would be <laughs> so into that! Wouldn't that oh, be awesome? All right,
2: John Funnel says hopefully less pods, so that would maybe be he's hoping mm-hmm. for fifty cal or just games are controlled. James Williams has an interesting one: four team cage matches, four teams of five on. A 200 meter by 200 meter symmetrical grid. Slow the game down and allow for unexpected intergame alliances.
3: That's a lot of big words.
2: That, that is. Oh, there he goes. Each 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 of the four sides is independent within a 15 time 15 minute time clock. Scores for the winning total game, but also points to survive when time runs out. Could have a time score for survival. Oh. Then he said, "Team brackets are announced minutes ahead of the games to avoid collusion. Best of the three teams. You can run sixteen teams. Each team, each team getting three games in three
3: hours. Interesting." So Nicholas Schroeder is a poo-pooer on this, um, uh, a naysayer. Uh, he his response was bowling. There'll be a minority of hardcore players that stay loyal to the sport, but most players will be passing through on a fun weekend event like a birthday party or a Groupon. Paintball is just too expensive and inconvenient for the average. Well, there I, was a whole lot of responses to... But uh, I disagree with that. That's but right. Go so I,
0: no, Go ahead. I I think if you price out... We were just talking about some friends who dropped off their children at a local ski hill and what they would have spent. I, I think paintball is... Highly yeah. obtainable for not everybody, but it, it's 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 you know, it's I can it's, tell you it's some less prices. than a movie if you buy movie popcorn like Gavin Wood with extra butter. It's probably the same price as it was less than going golfing, right? Like there's lots of you know, unless you're a, a frolfer a chick with your own
2: where I where I work currently in the winter, Chicopee has something called Discover Skiing or Discover Snowboarding. It includes a one hour drop in group lesson. A lift ticket for the beginner center and either a ski or a snowboard for all day and it's eighty five dollars plus tax if you're just coming to ski on a Saturday or a Sunday it's fifty three dollars if you have your own equipment and if you need rentals it's forty seven so you're around a hundred dollars so it's about paintball and downhill skiing is probably similar costs in Canada yeah.
0: And I mean, there are ways to make paintball affordable as well, and you don't have to necessarily go every weekend, but um, but you still can. But you don't have to shoot two cases of paint. Yeah, I think from the okay, before paintball even existed, kids ran around, uh, you know, and shot each other with I did with with their you know with their hands you know and playing you know um, army army. I was going to say something else, but you know, with it's, two combative what sides. Were you I I, I forgot. But yes, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I think there's always that fundamental, you know, want to play something like that. And as long as paintball's around or even airsoft, I think you're always going to have
2: that. You could say Yellowstone plus the neighboring people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, you could say that. So I, I don't know. I think there's always that sort of rudimentary version of tag that people would enjoy and there's something about, again, getting outside and, and having that physical activity and that in, that adrenaline. Every adrenaline sport is
3: what people return to. So mine is a little bit bleak in terms of where the sport's going to be <laughs> nice. in, in 40 years. <laughs> That's what years. I want to hear. Um, <laughs> it will be completely dead unless you get out and support your local field. Mm. And, oh. you know, and, and, and stop, you know looking for discounts looking for the cheapest way to play and squeeze everybody you can out of the uh, the owners of the field get out support the sport if you want it to grow if you want to look and imagine what this is going to be like in 40 years uh, start doing it today start going out to the field and not only just going yourself bring somebody new to the sport uh be that ambassador bring somebody to be the new blood into the sport who yeah. then in turn can bring somebody else in so support your local field so we have something to look forward to in 40 years yeah yeah, that's it. Well, we're gonna have to do something now
0: that football's dying because now that Manning has quit, so
3: there's no hope. There's no it's actually exactly
0: Tom ready. Brady. Sorry, Brady. Yes. No who's, have, who's the fellow that passed away? Um, Prince. No, the the football Prince. guy that uh, that when you mention his name, Joe Madden. Where we mention his name and people know it's the, the drawing on the screen guy,
1: <laughs> or more popularly by the video games that he's been putting in right. for yes. decades. Yes,
0: the guy who sounds like he's talking with marbles in his mouth.
3: Uh, so Robert Hansen in the chat says, uh, ref at your local field, make it affordable, and you can still get involved when you, play. you can't play. Absolutely. A great way to stay involved in the sport, whether if you have uh, some ability to fix markers, you, uh, certified techs, etc., you can uh, ask if you can support your local field by fixing rentals or fixing people's guns. Yeah,
0: um, And if you're looking to play paintball and you are on a budget, as most people are, consider this. Consider um, not only a field membership at your local field, so you'll get a bit of a discount, but buy a pump marker. Not only will your will you will you slowly start using less paintballs, which is the consumable which costs you the money, but you'll also find that having that instant handicap may make it fun for you um, or more challenging for you, and you may find a renewed love for the sport just because it takes you back a couple of notches. Um uh, something to consider that's something that uh, we've said before and I I, I do believe
3: oh uh, Mike Thompson says uh, the future begins with JT Paintball re-releasing my balls look good on your face (laughs) t-shirts wasn't
0: that evil evil did that Uh, Um, evil absolutely did that
3: yes no they did do that Uh, JT and I mentioned that to Ryan Greenspan uh, on uh, his social medias Paintball ruined my life we need to re- I have one Yeah. yeah
0: yeah That's the thing. We have all these old paintball shirts. What the hell do we do with them? I all?
3: sleep in them. Like I've got like, and I can't part with them. I, I still have like MPPL shirts that I'm wearing. I have <laughs> like, I
2: have been, I have a bin or two of t- play,
3: paintball t-shirts, and I can't get rid of them. But yeah. you've done very well in terms of keeping things like completely sealed for resale. But we you've got hundreds you. of
0: shirts, like we all do, wearing them means you've worn it once a year if that because you have so many other shirts to choose from right sadly
3: like, like a, i just looked in my closet it's still hanging out the painful pimp shirt like yeah that, what year it was like 1997 or something like I that? i still
0: love your shirt
3: Dirty. um sucker free no since... that was those that was painful <laughs> painful pimp <laughs> wait you bought that in full, chicago, chicago foolproof yeah. uh, from renick miller at his uh his, his store uh, foolproof and sucker, sucker free, free yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: i still have that damn shirt
0: yeah. Um, Jennifer Montrester made a good point. She said her kids work Saturday to play on Sunday. So that's another thing. Work at your local paintball field. Um, Gavin, I think I'm going to have to cut you off because we are getting long long in the tooth on YouTube or on Facebook rather. Oh, yeah. Here's what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to say goodbye to all of our Facebook Live viewers. We're going to stop being on Facebook tonight uh, in a minute. But we're going to continue to broadcast on YouTube and record for our after show. So don't go anywhere. If you guys are listening to us on our podcast, don't go anywhere. We're, we'll we be right back. As well as you guys on YouTube. If you're looking to find us on YouTube, head on over to YouTube, put it Behind the Bunker in the search or go to BehindtheBunker.com and you can certainly find us uh, there as well as all of our podcast links. And if you're watching us on Facebook, guys, on your way out, hit that like button and even share it to any of your paintball groups or social oh. social places. That would be super great. Uh, good show as always, says Jennifer Montressor. Um, yeah, Thank you, thank you very much, Joshua, uh, Joshua Estrada. Joshua. Would you be any relation to Chica? Chica's his dog. Oh, is it okay? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um,
3: thank you to Gavin.
0: Great being on the probe.
3: Yeah, great to be here, folks. And I sincerely appreciate everybody tuning in uh, in the Facebook world and the YouTube world as well. Uh, Your contributions to the uh, the chat really make the show, so we certainly appreciate you being here. And if you're going to be uh, logging out, make sure you hit like and share and tag a friend or two on the way out just to help uh, help us out. And if not, we'll see you over in the uh, YouTube world.
2: Absolutely. And thank you to Joe for being on the show as well. Thanks everyone for tuning in tonight and tolerating our talk about various different things. Thank you for your continued support about flag raiders. We hope to get operational this year. We're going to do our damnedest. And you know, until then, you know, keep keep bugging us to 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 keep pushing and we'll keep pushing and making strides to get us open and so we can continue to chitter-chatter with you and everything and banter. But anyway, thanks, everyone, for spending their Monday night with us, and we'll see you next week. Pew, pew.
0: Bonchick, it's the last comment of the night. She says, we have hundreds of paintball T-shirts, but no Tiger Stripe hoodies. Ouch.
2: Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also, follow us on our social media outlets, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now, MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments, and we might read them on the show All right,
1: still looking for a topic for next week, but yeah well, you didn't really go too deep in the topic. No, and I tonight. actually
0: gave it some thought today like I was walking around I didn't even when I was answer working it. on, and I was kind of talking okay, thinking so- about it.
3: Share your thoughts. This is the after show. I know. I think. The I, I think.
0: Unfortunately, it's going to become more of a video game, but with a physical side to it. It's. It's still going to be. More. It's still going to be outside. Okay. It's still going to be done, but it's. It, but maybe not forty years. Forty years from now, I don't know if anybody's going to be doing physical exercise. Unfortunately, but I think that you're going to see more of, you know, uh, again heads up display with okay. with with with, you know, you're going to have more of things to cheat with, you know, like you'll know that beyond, you know, that ridge, there's three guys that are your opponents that are coming up. You know on your right ridge, there's two of your guys coming up and you're talking to them, more like playing a video game. Okay. And I, and I hate to say it. Um, I think electronic guns or electric powered guns, battery powered guns, I think are going to happen sooner than later. And I feel that the caliber of paintballs are going are to make smaller because yep. everything in the world is becoming smaller and it's easier to ship, cheaper to make. Uh, and then I also feel and I know this sounds ir- realis- unrealistic, but we've talked about this before. Much like going to Top Golf, I still think that every paintball is going to have some sort of a tracker or a tracking chip in it so that I know when I've eliminated somebody or where that's coming from. So you'll, you know what I mean? Like you'll know that's my paint coming your way. And maybe it won't be paint. Maybe it'll be... Sand. Maybe it'll be an airsoft beeping. Maybe it'll be something, you know, completely different. Maybe it'll be a gel gel maybe it'll be a plasma beam who knows but i think no matter what happens with the sport whether it's paintball airsoft jelly whatever i still think it's going to be a sh- like a shooting game because i don't think that's ever going away okay uh, but there will be some sort of a projectile and maybe that projectile will turn into a laser you think it'll move something. away from
3: paint i do and in, in splat i yeah. do for, mark- if you look,
0: for marking i don't know i th- I, th- I think i think so because you know you look at and I hate to say it because that that's what takes the fun, but you look at like a, a laser quest sure. where you get hit in the vest and paintball extravaganzas had numerous people selling there where there's sensors all over people. And then not only would you know when you got hit, who you got hit by, what your kill rate was, how many times you pulled the trigger and missed, stuff like that. Like and 40 years. Look what's happened in 40 years. Looks what happened in 10 years from what the first iPhone till now. I mean... And
3: those laser guys that were to Travaganza two years ago, mm-hmm. um, they had a pain toll or a pain uh, dial in terms of how painful it would be when you got hit with the laser. Yeah. And I think it was a number two of 10, and that was too painful for me and my fragile skin. I was not expecting that. So <laughs> I can see that happening yeah. in terms of... Yeah.
0: So I, I don't know, we're, you know, but, you know, if you look at the movie WALL-E... I'm not going to give it away, but at the end of the movie, it basically shows that all humans it's over are, ten years you're allowed to yeah do that. are are all basically sitting in a chair and running their life virtually. Um, and if that oh, comes right. to the case, then paintball is not going to be paintball, but you'll still be paying for that experience.
3: Well, I hope paint the the paint aspect of paintball doesn't disappear. Yeah, it's I, that it's not just a you know projectile shooting sport that you know I, I do too, there.
0: but unfortunately, like I, I don't know. I mean, since paintball started. We've now got jelly ball nerf, yeah, uh, airsoft. You know how,
3: what? What might come next? Who knows? So speaking, I mean, I know people have poo pooed this conversation in the past, but um, jelly ball is a it's a wonderful way, accessible, really, really way. cheap. But will they ever go to a marking sixty eight caliber or fifty caliber, whatever the chosen caliber is at the time? Um, do you think they will be, you can grow your own paintballs and then uh, and then shoot them? Do you Wouldn't think that'll that be happen? great? Wouldn't that be great? That will reduce the cost, obviously, and uh, bring yeah. more people into it. Yeah. Again, my idea is is looking far far
0: into the future. Yeah. But I think over the next several years, I think tournament paintball. Um, I, I predict tournament paintball over the next two years are going to have a bit of a high, um, and then a dip again, like it always does, and the format will change change slightly. Okay. Um, I think scenario paintball has um, scenario paintball used to be homegrown where you'd play your local field and they'd put on a great show. Now you have all these places that are national traveling and all all, doing all that thing. You're, you're, you're getting such a good bang for your buck. I think that's going to plateau at some point and it's going to have a bit of a implosion and then the strong will survive and it'll sort of regrow again. I feel like the, 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 the local fields that are providing a good show are the ones
3: that are going to come out ahead right out of that game. So speaking of which, right, we've had a lot of long time producers who put on some amazing games. Where do you see the new blood coming up from? Do you think there's an appetite for people to say, OK, this is something I want to get into in terms of story writing and producing? And uh, do you think there is a is like a farm system, you know, of uh, scenario producers who's going to come up with the, the next new idea then something in innovative uh something really really exciting to uh, to capture your interest so you uh, you want to spend your money there
0: yeah that's hard because you know scenario paintball used to start with it was the better scenario yep. it was the better fields it was the better product then it became gimmicky where well this field's got a helicopter and this field's sure. got these generals <laughs> and you know then it became the you know the better poster and the better the better
3: theme you're chasing embellishments is what you're
0: that's you know. right and at the end of the day i think people see through that now okay. i think you're going to see the guys that are writing the 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 scenarios that are not too complicated that are simple but fun okay. something that's interesting every time they come to the field i think those are going to be the cream of the crop and i think it's going to open it up to to guys that you know, know their local fields and that can write a good game. I don't think that, you know, the the Traveling Road Show has had really good success and they're great, but I think
3: unfortunately people are I think people want something different. Is there yeah, okay, yeah. Is there anything new that you're aware of? Like anything that like, hey, that's really, really interesting that I have to I have to attend that. Like these must events. So I uh, I mean, right now there's some great scenario producers and great locales like I think Hawaiian Legends is is this weekend or whatever uh, and I would love to be there but like is there anything that's like wow that you're thinking okay and that's the thing like locales locales are always going to win
0: like the Hawaiian Legends I mean it might not be their biggest game in their thing because it's the most expensive to get to but that's always going to be a big one you know the Super Game that solidified itself D-Day how long is that run you know, uh, the monster game. These are all big games. Euro game, all those, uh, the, yeah. the European but market. But I do, sure. th- I, I think some of, I think you have to have a farm system for these things. Like okay. the NXL doesn't exist without, you know, the OPL, the MVPSs, sure. the, the the big lower level leagues, right? And I think same thing with the scenario. I think, um,
2: you know, we, we went from, incredibly detailed games with rolling of dices to determine who goes where to not so detailed to just sort of a big game oriented then then started working our way back to more mission oriented theme type games and i think that's you know really where you want it you have to have a hybrid model because you have to you need to sort of appeal to different groups you need to appeal to them the group that just wants to go have gunfights you need to appeal to the group of people that want to complete a mission you need to appeal to the group that hey this is our social activity our social time and you really you know we don't necessarily care if we play a whole lot we just want to chat and you can't really it's so hard. Tough to write
3: missions and produce and,
2: games and for it, and, and all it, those and characters. It's yeah. So it's so hard to determine who's going to be playing, when there's going to be playing, because there's always definitive stop plays. People go for lunch or people stop playing, and then then one team overtakes the field. Especially if if part of your game is territory oriented, it's really tough yeah. to come up so. with the the, the perfect. You know, the perfect storm, if you will, to run a, a big game. It's tough to decide and so how to speaking, do it.
3: Speaking of tough, I mean, as, as field owner guys, you typically go with uh, the tried and true method, whether you're doing it in-house or you're farming it out and, and hiring a producer to bring in different, uh, different people. What would your best advice be for those up-and-coming producers who want to cut their teeth in this scenario game? What would you recommend, uh, they, how they approach your field?
2: I think they need to learn the field. Like we've had people come and do, do you know, run a game, and they don't know the field, and it's, sure. you know, there's different, there's different certain nuances on yeah. how the field actually plays, and
0: you know, you can't just. Some fields can trap forty guys. Some people. Some fields can trap a hundred guys. How does that play when they come and they don't know, and they, you know, they cert- write certain missions and they think it's going to take a lot longer, but ten guys come and override the base. It's like, oh well, that's not how I expected that to play. So right. Joe, Joe's right. Like you need a guy who's very familiar. And I think that's why local fields can put on their best show because okay. they know how to do that.
3: Right. Um, but if somebody approached you guys saying, Hey, I have this scenario on a run. What's going to pique your interest in I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a shot. You know, not sci-fi. You know what else that's, <laughs> that
0: does it for me too is I like going to big games where I know there's gonna be thousands of people and I get to meet all my friends and stuff. Sure. But I also like a game that understands and, and Eric, Eric Engler in the chat talks about it, but I like games that have limited players. And I know every field needs to make money and that's awesome. But when you see a game and it's like, okay, we're limiting these players to this amount of players so that we can properly run this event um, or run it in such a way that it works with that many people, sometimes that should pique your interest too because then you're getting a a game promoter that's... Quality, not quantity. Yeah. um, And I mean, sometimes quantity you know is great it's fun but sometimes you know when a team is overwhelming it's overwhelming by a huge margin right and then it's hard to come back from but uh i don't know i don't know
3: well i i i miss the big not the big game, the scenario game. Uh, I, I'm not so much about territory and just shooting people. I'm really involved with the missions, and I love that. And I'm looking and the, forward and to it. And, a, and a there, they'll, of they'll that.
2: You, you'll, you'll see missions come back for the Phoenix Project, and they'll be theme oriented. Wonderful. And there'll be costumes, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully, guys will hang up their jerseys and bring out their BDUs, and if they're not, and if they're gonna hang up their jersey and not wear their BDUs, hopefully they'll come in some kind of costume. Like remember when we did water wars yeah. or. Or outbreak, and you had guys in hazmat suits. This is before the pandemic, actually. I actually <laughs> knew Scary it was, yeah. was going to come, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, like it, yeah. I, I'm yeah. looking forward to, to seeing a resurgence of of those type of games. Yeah, agreed. I also
0: agree with you. I like a mission. I like to know what's happening. Like, if I'm walking on the field, before I get on the field, I want to know where I should be going. A lot of fields that you go out and you walk, play big games, it's like, well, talk to your general, get on the field and talk to your general. I don't want to talk to my general. He's way over there. Right. If there was like something like when you walked in and and there's a, a map, you know, hey, here's where this is happening. Here's the mission for this team. Here's the mission for that team.
3: So right? that speaks to a little bit of our question in our previous show yeah. uh, or the the real show, not the after show, talking about tech, yeah. right? Uh, so communication yeah. is key in terms of what's going on in the field. So that's going to enhance the person's experience. So yeah. how can you integrate and as I know you can't time? give it all
0: away. Like you know. can't walk in the field and go, okay, well I'm on the red team. Where's the blue team? Well, we should be, but able... it would be neat if, as a red team. If you walk in the what's field, where, what do, what does the red team know? Yeah. Forget what the blue team is doing. They have their own entrance, but also keeping the missions super simple. You know, you have to do this to this. And then that, that's easy. You know, don't overcomplicate it so that the average guy that wants to play paintball doesn't get frustrated and then just go out and shoot people. Right. Uh, you know, we've but, been to games but, where we were asking people, "Hey, what's the mission?"
3: Yeah. You know, what is the mission? And people are like, "I don't know." But they're okay. They're guys as a general. That was really, really hard to manage and maneuver in terms of who you recruit for particular missions because there's guys that are out there, and they're—I mean—they yeah. serve a purpose. They would just want to shoot their paint. But when but, their paint expires and they're done, yeah. they're done, done. And then but take off the, the field. human
0: aspect out of that as them finding out information. If they knew let's say they popped on their phone cuz let's be honest more people yep. are taking the phones on the field sure popped up on the phone and went okay i only have 500 rounds but you know what or 100 rounds left but looking, our base is we just have to defend our base But all the fighting's over here. But I can go and be a part of that and still have fun by defending the base. And I don't have to shoot a lot of paint. Well, with tech
3: tech too, however that communication uh, gets to the individual player, knowing what the current mission is, but what the status is. So if I've already retrieved the props or done that, I don't need to run to point A or point B. I can know to use that as either distraction or guerrilla tactics, hit and run, right? So. Um, yeah, I think that, that real-time communication is missing uh, presently in, in paintball. And I think that is technology-related. Well, that's that so ro- 40 years from now, or
1: even like 10 years from now, that might be uh,
3: yeah
0: that, Hell, that you could do might that
1: right now. You could just throw up like a TV screen at the entrance to the field and have the ref or not the refs, or the refs and the generals updating it as it's going on.
3: Right, but real-time on-field, I think, would be advantageous, obviously. That's the, that's that's the problem
1: with even real-day warfare.
0: Is knowing what's actually happening—that's the biggest, biggest plus. As if you could have, you know, uh, that intelligence of what's happening. Where they
3: know where all their equipment is and all their troops. Yeah, and, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but Flaggart is painful on the live chat. Says cosplay. If you could make it more theme-oriented and, and let's say, like, you know, guys had specific roles and missions, and uh, you and we, know, we he was the heavy gunner, and he was the we did that with engineer engineers. And, and people got a kick out of that. And sometimes it
2: meant nothing they get a sniper card but
0: and, we, and we, we had
2: lot, medics and engineers right? and all yeah. kinds of stuff
1: yeah. you yeah at that point it might become over complicated for the, your average Joe but oh yeah, I know a Joe <laughs> I don't know if
2: he's I'm, average I'm not average my mom says I'm handsome <laughs> all right all
0: right well why don't we why don't we move on there was something I wanted to talk to you guys about um, mainly did you guys hear about that kidnapping that happened at school today is this a dad joke it's okay he woke up Yep. Yes, well it done. was. All right. Yes, Let's it was. I wanted to here. segue into a couple of dad jokes before we went away. And the All other right. thing is uh, I wanted to let you guys know that I got news yesterday that, that I thought was pretty good. Space Force starts again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was uh, okay. But, but it's something that was decent, right? Um, have you guys had a chance to watch 1883
3: yet? I have not. I just I finished Ted Lasso, and I was disappointed season two. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else is coming up that I watched? 18- Did you watch Ozark? I started to, but I couldn't get in, still couldn't get into it. I gave it another whirl, but. Mm, yeah. Justified? No, I, I tried that. You said yeah, that, yeah. and too cowboy ish for me, but yeah. not Yellowstone. Yeah. Um, you're so hard to please. I, I, I'm quite discriminate. It's like my
0: bosses at the calendar factory. I got sacked for taking a couple of days off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How do you make antifreeze?
1: <laughs> Turn the heat steal off. Stealer blanket.
3: What did the buffalo
0: say to his son when he left for school? I know, bye, son. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, come on, one more. Someone's one more.
3: Joe, that's you. (sighs) You guys, killing me. (laughs) We're gonna lose all of our audience. Have you heard
2: the rumor going around about butter? (laughs) Never mind. I shouldn't spread it.
3: All right, ladies and
0: gentlemen. Thanks for watching. And do you know why cannibals don't eat clowns? They taste funny.
3: Thanks for Gavin for being on the show. Wonderful to be here, folks. And I appreciate you guys staying with us with these damn dad jokes. But uh, (laughs) that's the highlight of my classic. Thank you so much for tuning in and your support of the show on the YouTube. Uh, Check us out on Facebook or download us in the podcast form, too. We'll see you next week. Ryan McGee says Cobra Kai,
2: Gavin.
0: It was okay. Really? I haven't watched it. I... I should. And Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball.
2: Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in again to uh, This is the After Show on Behind the Bunker, our weekly after the after the main show we do. So uh, next week, we'll see you at sometime later after the regular show. See you then.
0: Very good. Thank, thank you for,
2: Matt, pushing all the buttons.
0: Yep. And thank you, for Dusty, for your research tonight and everyone <laughs> else for submitting. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.